This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Use promo code PNF20 to save 20% off your jig order. This is the Chasing the Tide Saltwater segment on the Palin Fin Network. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols. Come along for the saltwater shenanigans. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chasing the Tide Saltwater segment here on Palin Fin Network. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols. With me tonight, we have Brian Nichols. Pushing waters, kayak guide service. Uh, so, man, stoked to have you on board tonight, man. What's going on? And not too much, man. Good to be here. Uh, right on, right on, man. So, yeah, what I normally do on the beginning of the show, you know, it's kind of repetitive now, I guess. But, uh, you know, what uh, what got you fishing? And then, um, you know, at a young age, did you start or, or what got you into it? Yeah, I, I've been fishing since I was probably five years old. Dad taking me out, catching, you know, brim and and largemouth bass. Um, I grew up in the Chicago area, so I did that for a long time, kind of fishing around that area, taking trips to Minnesota and trips down to Florida, and then eventually I got to move down here. And uh, I've been kayak fishing in Florida for about 15 years and guiding for about 10 years now. All right, oh man. So yeah, 15 years in a kayak, so you were you were in there before the the big push we've had the last you know five to eight years you know back when it was uh not really fishing kayaks at first definitely before the boom yeah man that's crazy you've been in there that long what what do you see in in florida i know in texas we see crazy growth you know um it's just like you can't go anywhere even during the week without seeing people on the water or, or somebody dragging a trailer or in the back truck is it are you seeing that down in um south florida where you're at now 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I remember when I first started, you wouldn't even see like a kayak on the road, and now you go down the highway, and it's, you see them all the time. Um, yeah. You know, and then the, the offshore kind of fishing that we do a lot of, um, you know, when I first started going offshore, there's only a, a, you know, a handful of us doing it. And now it's like, you know, everybody's going offshore. So it's definitely, take, it's definitely taken off down here. Yeah. Yeah. That's same over here. You know, uh, when we can get off shore around here, we like to, you know, some good summer doldrums every now and then, you know, got a pretty good, uh, fishery for kingfish with some nearshore rigs and structure um, yep. you know cobia, cobia or ling they call them i called them cobia my whole life <laughs> yeah. same thing uh, lim, lemon fish whatever <laughs> yeah. um but uh yeah we get snapper you know vertical jigging but you know, stuff like that so what's uh your fishery in your area there where you're at around um west palm beach and uh the offshore um what do y'all target down there what, what, what you been on uh offshore you know we we're lucky enough to be you know less than a mile to um kind of like the shelf so yeah. we're less than a mile to that 90 foot area and that's kind of where we start getting into you know the blue water type species you know sailfish kingfish mahi tuna wahoo um snapper grouper wow. yeah, everything you know with all within a mile offshore. <clears throat> i mean then besides the offshore you know we have it's a great inshore fishery as well, you know, with snook tarpon in that yes. same general area of, uh, you know, where your offshore, offshore fishing is. And then just, you know, an hour north of where I'm at, you know, you got your trout, your redfish, and uh, those type of fish as well. And then on top of that, we have a great oh, freshwater yeah. exotic species. So, we, we got <laughs> so it's, I, I, in my opinion, you know, in, in when I moved here, I didn't know this, but, you know, it's really the best place you could probably be to get as many species as you you know would you could imagine so it's probably the best place uh, in the u.s at least totally agree yeah being able to, to to hit offshore and hit that that ledge you know you know 90 foot of water here i gotta i gotta go 20 miles offshore exactly. <laughs> yeah yeah you know 15 to 20 um the wahoo Man, that's insane. I want to say, I think uh, one of my buddies here that, that runs a trail, We they do a split series. They do a freshwater and saltwater, two two bass events and two saltwater. Um, Eugene Mora, I think he he placed one year with a Wahoo over there at Pompano. Uh, yeah, that name sounds familiar. Um, I think I know him. Yeah. Yeah, I think, think he had a – it was like 52 or 53 pounds. I don't think it was big as some – Close to seventy-one year over there, I think it was John McCoy. Yeah, there was that one. Yeah. There was one one tournament one year that there's like three giants caught. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's is that a rare thing over that that way, or pretty common to get get some some wahoo in that close? Um, it's it's rare. Um, to put it in perspective, um. I'm doing about 120 trips, maybe offshore a year, and the best year that we've had was six caught. Six. So, yeah, it's it's definitely something to be selfish. Self selfish of plenty though, huh? Selfish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get, we get plenty of plenty of selfish bites. <laughs> 
but then, mm-hmm. then the hard part is yeah. getting it landed every time. So, yeah, there's plenty of sales to go around. Yeah, that's cool. Be able to that smorgasbord of those different species because that's some great uh, table fare. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mahi and all that. Y'all do any uh, jigging or y'all get any uh, grouper species over uh, the grouper, there? You I wouldn't say something you could target. No, I wouldn't say you could target no. grouper here. You can you definitely snapper fish for muttons yeah. and yellowtails. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we do jig, we do, you know, vertical jig. I, I mean, I've caught some yeah. grouper, you know, bounce on the bottom and whatnot, as well as cobia can do that certain times of the year. Um, but mainly if we're jigging, like for me, it's, we're doing vertical jigging, um, speed jigging more for tuna and things like that. Cool deal. Uh, um, trip, you got an opportunity to, to some of them every now and then down there. Y'all still, y'all get a little bit through there. I know, I think it's more towards Melbourne, Port Canal. Avril, a good influx down there too but did you say triple tail yeah triple tail yeah yeah, yeah we get those uh we'll start targeting those in the spring like end of february through yeah. april is when we do that yeah we we get a pretty good push of them here um in uh mid coast area where i'm at matagorda bay uh the season the west matagorda usually see some uh, it, the better years were the years we had a, a lot more sargassum push in you know with a lot of juveniles in it and, and yeah. uh that, that's more a, a deeper water bay system, you know, 10 to 12 foot. And it had some structure, some oil rigs and stuff like that in the bay itself, smaller uh, plastics. You know, we were lucky enough to be able to target some over here. That's a that's a strong fish right there. You know, they don't they don't have the runs of the, like the big redfish, but the brute force of the fish, you know, just the, when they turn sideways and dig, you know, they got some power. <laughs> Those are, they're yeah. a cool fish. They're, they're pretty uh, ugly um man they're, they're uh pretty dang good to eat though <laughs> oh yeah 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 actually i uh you just had uh jason brooch on who's a good friend of mine and um yeah i was just talking to him the other day and he's doing some research and uh yes. we're gonna be capturing some triple tail for him to breed so it should be fun to do this here yeah I, I just i recorded with jason brooch um last week uh it'll be coming out um on the December, which will be passed. <laughs> It'll come out before everybody sees this. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Yeah, but we were talking. He said he said he knew you, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, I got I got Nelly lined up coming up, man." He's like, "All right, yeah." And we had we had touched on that that uh, he's going to do on the triple tail, which is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, no, that's that's uh, not a lot of people know what that fish is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that, that's a, a pretty, you know, they start getting over 20 pounds and man, them things, they just get so thick and wide and they just got so much power. Yeah. Power. Every now and then we'll, um, you'll, you'll see them on the flats and, and can and trick them with a soft plastic every now and then, you know, your mid 10, 12, 14 pound fish every now and then. Yeah. We'll be you know, we, two, three foot of water on the flats. Yeah. We actually target them inside in the rivers. So we're fishing. Oh, you know, cool. Five, six foot of water. Oh, Dang. So what's your preferred, you know, you, your preference? Um, would you rather be offshore dragging for pelagics or would you, would you rather be chasing like inshore redfish, speckled trout, flounder, snook? You know, I, I, I really love both. Um, you know, there's the excitement of catching a big fish and having that drag screaming off the reel, but I, I love being inshore and 
catching a 30 inch sea trout so you know it's like i i can't choose one you know if i especially like if i'm doing if i got two weeks straight of offshore trips i'm you know itching to go inshore because it's, <laughs> it's you know yeah. it's tough. you don't want to do the same thing all the time right well with all of it you got a plethora of everything right there just like you said earlier y'all the i know it's not saltwater but y'all have the exotics you have the the, the crazy cichlids, the clown knife fish, and the peacock bass, and the canals. Yep. Uh, in south, you know, maybe even further. There might be north of that. I I don't know what their range is, but um, those are pretty cool. Pretty cool to be able to take take, take those. Two. And then, uh, man, who wouldn't love to catch snook? Also, we we've seen a a slow migration of some some snook coming to to our area. We I've caught two. I caught two last year, um, targeting some some deep structure in some harbors, some boat harbors up in my area, but nothing really big. I know there's some big ones. Around. Just gotta get them, get them to eat. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's the that live bait form. It makes it kind of tough, you know. Throwing yeah. all the artificial. I've been throwing some pretty big, you know, bass size swim, seven inch swim baits. Find some decent colors I like and kind of dip them a little bit. And, and uh, I, I caught some good trout. I caught a 26 average trout on one about two weeks. Um, you know, a little pumpkin seed with a lime tail. Actually, it was MC swim baits. They make, you know, five and seven big bass swim baits, you know, big 10 right. alt hook and everything. I slow, slow roll it along a, a ledge when this water gets cool over here, you know, after the couple front um man there's it's like you said there's nothing like a in, in big trophy speckled trout man uh that's what i'm i'm all about that right now <laughs> i'm today and i'm fishing tomorrow i'm that's what i'm chasing <laughs> right that's, that's my that's my that's my vice right now um little bass tournaments little you know stuff coming up here and there little uh, benefit tournaments for the holidays and stuff toy drives and stuff like that yeah, we got wound up, and then everything will be kicking off again in January. Pretty busy plate. Um, you you fish some bass tournaments too. Yeah, did you fish that tur uh, tournament of Titans with the one on uh, Gunnersville? Yeah, I did. I did, and uh, you know it was fun. It's definitely a, a change and learning experience, which I enjoy. Um, uh, I I got a uh, probably I got three of the Hobie Bass Open tournaments on the schedule for next year. And uh, probably a few other ones mixed in there. We, but, uh, I enjoy doing that. Yeah, you gonna fish Seminole? Yeah, of most likely. Yeah, I'll <laughs> see you there. My uh, one of the guys I work with over here, when he retired, he moved back to Bainbridge. That's where his dad lives, right on the lake on Spring Creek. So uh, I'm hoping to have a, some little information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he 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 was a saltwater guy over here. He's the one that was always doing triple tail trips over here and he, he's a damn fine fisherman uh captain Dwayne newburn um and uh, he taught me a lot too you know over here in this inshore fishery you know a lot of our, our you know river influx systems into the <laughs> bay and stuff you know how, how the trout move in there in the winter time you know some of the deeper holes and all that when that water cool yeah was off he taught me a lot about it you know so it, it's I'm excited to get over there and fish that one. Uh, that lake has a lot of grass, and that's that's what I like a lot of grass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that does. So yeah, I'm a, um, saltwater tournaments. You got a 
you looking forward to any of those coming up this year? I know there's um, you know, There's also that that deal out in the Vare, the goat. Have you seen that stuff yeah. popping up for the goat tournament? That that seems like that's going to be pretty cool too. That's an aggregate. <laughs> yep, it's uh, one of my friends Derek's running that. It should be a good tournament. Also, my uh, main sponsor Fish Village, they're uh, putting a lot up for that tournament as well. So there should be definitely some good prizes coming from them as well as uh, you know other sponsors. I unfortunately will not make that one. I have uh, prior commitments, but uh, I'm definitely upset about that. And I hope to be there the next year. But um, yeah, yeah, I think gonna try to make that one. There's a group of us trying to make that one, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I, I mean, I got, I'll be doing the extremes, of course, um, down here, and uh, a couple yeah. of days as well for saltwater wise. Are you, are you heading up to North for the Challenge Championship Series this the, Thursday and Friday and Saturday? The KBF this weekend. Yes, Friday and. Saturdays, Friday's the open. Saturday's the championship. I yep. planned on it, but actually, I'm getting married this weekend. <laughs> uh, oh man, uh, I have planned on it too, but um, <laughs> it's December and I have no vacation time left. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting right there with Broach, right there. I'm bummed to not make it. I know that area, so <laughs> uh, I like that area over there around Palm Coast, uh, Flagler, St. Augustine. Good stuff over there. Pretty bummed. I, th- I think there's one guy from Texas, Roy Ramirez. I think he's going to make it over. Um, have to get him on and see what the experience was like over on the road today. So safe travels, brother. <laughs> yeah. uh, wish I was there. Wish I was heading that way. I know Jason's going down to fish and broach is going. Yeah. Uh, I wish all them guys best of luck and find some find some fish. Uh, see what happens. See see how it comes down. You know, if you get another another. Uh, Another cold front in or cold front or two, you know, that push them up in them creeks, deeper yeah. feeder creeks and stuff. That place, I, I like that. There's there's a lot of, a lot of, lot of water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, um, your favorite offshore species, I'm going to throw it there to you. Um, uh, what's your favorite fish offshore? What do you prefer mainly? I mean, I, I like catching mahi. They're fun. Yeah. They jump, give you a good show. Corbidic. Yeah. I mean, I, I like fishing for, you know, we have blackfin tuna down here, and I like fishing yeah, because yeah. you're you're actually fishing. You're not just trolling a bait. So it's uh, it's definitely more exciting when you're working a jig and you get slammed. So. Oh, yeah, that is cool. Get them uh, on poppers, get them on top water every now and then when they're blowing up bait, or, or are they more, you target no. more of a, I have yet to get one on a popper. I wanted to get one last year, and I tried for a few days. And we only have a small window where they're really, you know, coming in thick, and you can get them on poppers. And uh, didn't make it happen, but I'll probably do it this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's – uh, man, there's nothing like them tuna when they come and launch and, and bust that and pop, poppers. Like kingfish, you know, they, they <laughs> fly in chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ripping through the air, you know, eight foot out of the water. So yeah, tournament wise, man, you uh, you've got some pretty big accomplishments on there. I noticed on some of your your website for your guide service there. Uh, you threw down at some of them Bahama events, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I uh, I went back to back uh, in the first two years. That was uh, 
definitely uh, a good experience. Um, you know, it was awesome to win the first one, and and then to come back and do it again the year after it was definitely something special for me. Actually, yeah, that's I, I think I cried a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, um, how 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 was your experience over there in the Bahamas? I know one year y'all had a wind, <laughs> a lot of swell. <laughs> yeah, the first two years were the weather wasn't an issue, and I didn't go the third year. And then the last year they had it, it was really bad. So, uh, yeah, it was definitely a challenge. <laughs> I imagine. I, I imagine. What was the uh, species over there? Was there a, a like a Calcutta on certain fish for to weigh in certain fish, or or it was a um, you know. You in or it's just certain fish you had to... No, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. You know, best five fish. Uh, yeah. Kingfish, mahi, wahoo. Grouper were caught, snapper, um, some cereal mackerel. Yeah. Tuna as well. I mean, it's the same stuff. That same stuff, up. right? Yeah. Cool deal. Seemed like a pretty cool cool tournament. How, how were the kayaks transported over there? Were they by a... Uh, a big ferry. You put them underneath the ferry. ferry. Yeah, it's oh, sweet. Yeah. Oh, right on. Right on. I know anybody out there be like, well, wow, the kayaks, they, it, it's baggage on the airplane, huh? No, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that sounds good. And, and you just um, got back from China also. And how many years have you been going over for that? What, what tournament was that? And how many years have you been going? Uh, I think this is my fifth year. Um, it's, they call it the China Open. It's kind of it's put on by the Chinese government. They basically they have like a tournament series throughout the year for the Chinese anglers, and they put up their best like forty or fifty anglers against uh, a bunch of international competitors that are invited to go. And then the open event is kind of to see who who's the best. So it's like you know, it's kind of like the Hobie Worlds, but a different. You know, it's not not the same thing but um it's uh definitely a fun event it's um i like it i love going over there i love the chinese culture and everything over there so it's, it's always a good time it took it looked like y'all had a nice place set up and everything else what um what was the target species over there what is that a freshwater fish yeah, yeah. coaster yeah. the yeah. two main fish are called cutler there's a red tail cutler and a top mouth cutler and as well as a chinese perch but there's really those aren't really caught as much but the the red tails and the top mouth are are definitely the main two and they kind of look like uh you know some people say miniature snook or i compare them to sometimes like a ladyfish something like ladyfish. that ladyfish yeah and that's on um what kind of bait were the target target those with it's you know? all artificial. Lures. It's all artificial. Yeah, light tackle. You know, Real light tackle, kind of like a the brim would be. Yeah, exactly. Or sea brim, something like that. Tad. Little, yeah. Small crank baits and small grubs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, pretty neat experience to get over there and experience the culture, different fishery. Um, is that is that one of the only other countries you've been to? Uh, uh, for tournaments. Besides Tournament. the Bahamas and China, anywhere else? Tournament-wise, yeah, I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, what, what's, uh, 
you know, say somebody just getting started, um, go out and, and learn some offshore tax and everything. I know you have a you have a guide service pushing water. Um, what would you good idea for somebody to to go ahead and book with a guide service? Um, you know, to 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 help that learning curve and all that kind of stuff. You know, I, I, I that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want interest. I, I I think the the quickest way to if you wanted to learn quick is definitely book a guide. Um, I mean, and but nowadays also there's plenty of information on YouTube, on Facebook yeah. groups, and like it's almost you know it's almost crazy like to think like how easy it is to learn things now compared to when I first started. <laughs> like it was right, like, right. like get, get on the like, water, and figure it out. So <laughs> in information overload information overload that's what youtube is (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. if you want to look it up it's there you know it's it's there's so much stuff out there uh on there there's a lot of people that do it the right way but then there's a lot of stuff that you probably shouldn't follow (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah definitely definitely so you to, to start guiding um, to start the guide service uh i mean when i was kind of started to like you know posting stuff on social media and whatnot and doing well in tournaments um you know people started asking me to take them out and you know at the time i didn't really think anything of it but uh uh eventually i started doing it and uh, you know after years of you know, just doing it part time. I kind of decided to go ahead and take the jump, and I went full time, and uh, just haven't looked back. I mean, every year has been better than the year before, so I can't complain. Hey, how how, how many others are in the area down there? Is there is there quite a few kayak um, uh, outfitters down there, or? Uh, no, there's like me and one other ones that are kind of like the only full timers. Um, oh, cool. There's a couple other guys that try to do you know, stuff on, on the side, but, um, yeah, it's not, uh, it's, so I mean, full it's still, time. Still, that's, that's your, that's your full-time gig then. No, no yeah. other job. That's just straight kayak guide. Yep. Kayak. That's gu- cool. Guiding and tournaments. Guiding <laughs> and tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'd be, that'd be pretty cool. I know I got, uh, I've been in the game near as long, you know, I didn't first fish my first, bass tournament until january of last year yeah like even though it was a thing i had been six seven years in a kayak saltwater inshore and just never even thought to go to all the lakes we have around me which within two hours i have you know six great lakes i mean awesome lakes also and and the majority of them are power plant lakes so we can fish them year round you know they're they're prime yeah there's, there's they're going off you know the water's in the upper 60s and fish stay active and you know they got a high metabolism for they eat all the time <laughs> yeah <laughs> so pretty easy to catch most of the time unless they throw a wrench at you sometimes they do though but yeah I, you know with the, the saltwater and the bass trails you know it's just like holy cow you know you're looking at a schedule and you're trying to figure out all the stuff out you know the ifa comes to texas a couple times um, you know we got three redfish trails for kayaks that are active and have three or four tournaments a year. Um, yep. We have the bass trails is insane. 
uh, East Texas, North Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, Southeast Texas, <laughs> Cats, Central Texas, West Texas, Kayak Anglers. You name it, there. There's yeah. tournaments every every weekend if you if you want to jump on it. But you know, I, I really enjoy the saltwater ones because I like. Um, I mean, I like the redfish trails. Don't get me wrong. Two redfish, you got to keep them alive. We got to have live weigh-ins over here where you bring them in. <laughs> got to have a live wheel rigged up on your vehicle. I mean, it's a hassle, but you know, you get an extra quarter pound of fish most of the time, a bonus. So, ah, man, I like I like the ones that I've been having a couple with a CPR with uh, two trout and one red, which makes you have to have to find, find fish. I think it evens it out a little more because. Man, yeah. red redfish over here are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, to put two on the board too, you know, it def- definitely ups the game. There um, makes you put in some work. Yeah. <laughs> so you chasing uh chasing the trout though too. When you get a chance, you get a uh, chasing trophy size ones over there. Uh, not as much anymore. Um. You know, we've experienced a lot of fishery changes over the years. Um, our fisheries kind of starting to come back, but I, I don't know if you've, you know, heard like last year on the news and stuff with all the Lake Okeechobee discharges and the issues yeah. we had with algae and things. Yeah, and, algae bloom and red tide yeah. and everything. Yeah. yeah, our ecosystem kind of took a bad hit the last few years. So, um, yeah, you know, it's not we don't have the intro fishery like we used to. <laughs> especially up in that, you know, Stewart and Fort Pierce area, but it's definitely coming back. You know, I've been up there a couple of times the last month and um, right. it's looking good. So hopefully we can get a regrowth of, you know, the grass and whatnot. So, so we can start seeing the, the bigger trout come back in here. Traps push them in. Yeah. I, I know some of the, the Gulf side on, you know, Naples, also down there. I know they actually, just, you can't even keep trout anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Some of those areas over there. I know we were um, south of Clearwater, Tampa area, um, place. I cannot think of the name of the place that saved my life right now. <laughs> but I, I fished. I caught a couple couple fish in the surf, you know, a couple of nice little trout, you know, 18, 20 inches. They weren't too bad, you know, throwing yeah. a mirror dime. And, um, and everybody was like, man, and they're, it's like bad for them right now. And I was like, I caught two <laughs> in the yeah. morning. You know, I, I he said, man, I don't know the last time anybody heard they caught. Oh, well, I, I caught a couple. <laughs> but yeah, I know it, uh, that runoff and the stuff from, from Okeechobee has been, been taking a toll on some of y'all definitely on some of the grass and some of the that watershed down there where where it empties into the the Atlantic and on the the Gulf side, you know. Hey, fisheries has got a handle on it, and hopefully y'all be getting back to normal over there. Because I know, man, out man, I, I they're on my brain. <laughs> yeah. If it's time to catch them, you know, I'm just it's the easy access for me for that stuff is you know I, can, I get off work and i can be launched i can launch in five minutes after i leave my my work site so i get off work in the mornings when i'm on graveyards and just hit it you know yeah <laughs> oh it's, it's pretty cool to have all that redfish and trout right there you know for me um yeah I, I, that time 
top water blow up so from trout are just in uh, when you start getting them the fish over you know 22 23 inches yeah some of some of the eats this is like man i wish i would have had like a, a full-on close-up <laughs> just all the water droplets just exploding and just, right the sound of make sometimes fish oh big red fish should give a run for the money sometimes too but man i've had had you know trout look like you throw a cinder cinder block in the water just yeah. just annihilate your top water walking bait you know it's just stupid yeah. <laughs> so i'll I, I be hope y'all get y'all's uh fishery back and check over there that way you'll be able to go chase him again so they'll be moving back in yeah. um and uh, so as far as your what is the what's the biggest fish you've per, put somebody on what what's the most craziest cat that you've had in one of your charters Oh, I don't know. Biggest fish is always going to be a shark or sailfish. Sharks, yeah, yeah, yeah. or sailfish. Uh, one of the coolest things is uh, I had a shark charter, and we had a we had a, a tiger shark come up in the in the chum slick, and uh, we fought that for like an hour and a half before we pulled the hook. But that was just cool. Wow. Cause I've never seen a tiger over here, so that was cool to see. And they just to- towed him around for an hour and a half. <laughs> oh yeah, old sleigh but, ride. Yeah, I mean. It's, <laughs> I don't, I mean, for me, craziness is, uh, you know, we try to avoid absolute craziness. We want, obviously, to have some excitement and fun, but, you know, we, we get, yeah. you know, the, the sales jumping and everything like that. We get some yeah. things happen, but uh, it's, uh, you know, it's controlled chaos. <laughs> controlled chaos is always fun. Always. The, um, yeah, the ma- mahi, that, that, that would, that'd be one of my favorites to get in on a kayak. Yeah. I haven't had it, the privilege of catching one yet off a kayak. I have off of boats plenty of times. But, um, man, if you could just get in some dolphin, you know, them little small, you know, three, four pounders or whatever. We always have some 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 of our rods. We target our trout, medium, medium action, extra, you know, little topwaters, little spook juniors. And we were catching them on spook juniors one day and just having a blast. You All know, right. we got some on a week day when we went out snapper fishing and stuff and uh it, it's pretty fun when you can catch them on that that light tackle and they just dancing all over the place you know i can't imagine <coughs> catching one out of a kayak i think it's really cool yeah yeah everything's better in plastic boat <laughs> Do y'all have um y'all have, uh boats over there that, that that run around with bait that you can buy off on the water is there some of that going on over there uh yeah there's uh you know i have somebody set up for me in my service to do that um oh, sweet there's, there's yeah that place. keeps you from having to go cast net bait and <laughs> yeah I mean, rig some stuff up yeah certain times of the year we can cast out um use mullet and stuff but um you know for our, our offshore fishing we're using goggle eyes most of the time which is uh goggle eyes, yeah yeah it's gonna it takes some effort to catch and it's yeah. a lot easier and quicker to just buy it and go. So, yeah. So what what kayaks are you currently? Um, do you fish? What are you fishing out of right yeah, now? Yeah, we 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 run uh, a fleet of Hobie Outbacks. Hobie Outbacks, cool deal. Yeah. Right on, man. Man, that's a 
Yeah, I would love to catch some mahi on the water. Yeah, I don't know if we get them in close enough sometimes. I, I know um, I had Chris Castro on um, on my first, first done a few weeks back, and I know he had the experience of catching a sailfish here in Texas um, in probably 38 foot of water. Yeah, yeah. Probably not, not even, not even two miles, off, 87 inch sailfish. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, definitely unique for you guys over there. That was, yeah. I saw, I remember seeing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next level fishing TV. Well, Chris, he he he's been on some trout too. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping, hoping to get down this area and start start chasing some some of those um, with him down there a little further south. Um, I'm on yeah. I'm on the middle middle Texas coast, so. Good time. So, what? Uh, we'll get on with this thing right here. Um, that's what I was trying to get in on your on your charter. You know, the the biggest fish or or whatever the craziest, the sharks and all that. But what, what's your, uh, as you as an as a kayak angler, um, what been your best experience on the water? Um, tournament or fishing with friends or or anything. Uh, yeah, Some of um, you can throw out there. Sure. I mean, again, I'm a, I'm a competitor. I like to compete. Yeah. So when I uh, when I did that Bahamas tournament back to back, that was definitely something special for me. And like I said, I it was kind of emotional to do it because you know win once the first year is like you know I could say it's luck and whatever, um, but to come back and reach the next year is you know it, it was something that would be that's the highlight of my career tournament wise right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and then like, you know, day to day, you know, guiding wise, I, I enjoy every day I can put someone on their first sailfish or their first fish in general. You know, it's um, I've caught plenty of sailfish and that excitement for me is, you know, not there as much. But when I see someone get totally excited out of their mind over catching that fish, it's, yeah. it's excited again. So, oh, I, yeah, sorry about what I do, you know, seeing these other people catching their first fish and uh, getting super excited about it. So that's what's fun. Man, right on. Yeah, I, that's you know that's what's so crazy about guiding. You know, you could have somebody that had had never been on in the salt water before. You know, and just to think that they're going to go and be able to catch a sailfish is in. <laughs> oh yeah, I, yeah. Everybody out there listening, y'all get if y'all make it to Florida, y'all get in touch with Brian Nelly there. Just look up push out gods. Just type it in on that Google search and it'll pop right up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you can put had, you on some fish. I've had so many people that's their first time fishing. It's their first time ever in a kayak. I mean, a couple two years ago, I had a guy who'd never been in a kayak, never fished before, and caught a forty-one pound wahoo. And like, they, and he doesn't even realize what just happened to him. <laughs> you know, it's like you got to yeah. explain to him like that's something special. So that's something special. You never know what you're gonna get. There's something special about that initial run from Oahu. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know for sure. It's even faster than a sailfish. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it is it burns. It screams. It's screaming. Yeah. We we got on some in Nicaragua. I would go down to Central America on surf trips, Pacific side, and um, uh, you know, luck enough down there and catch wahoo down there but man I, i'd love to get on on some of them trips over there with the some of the locations over there and 
Panama fight. That stuff <laughs> insane over there. For that. Um, you know, rooster fish. That's one of my bucket list fishes right there. I still haven't caught one. My phone beside me, and, and I didn't get one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely want to get on one of those. And man, hope maybe one day I'll make it over to um, on your side down there and get on one of them trips. I love, I love to catch a sailfish on the kayak. That, 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 that'd definitely be the top, you know. For sure. And what what size range are they over there? Um, and that's Atlantic sails y'all are under, yeah. you know, yeah. 50, 60 pounds, 70 pounds? Yeah, they're, I'd say they're at 60 pound average. Yeah. I, I I don't know lengthwise for sure, but um, they're all, yeah. they're not, you know, the Gulf, Gulf Coast kind of seems to get some smaller size ones. We generally yeah. don't really see the smaller ones. I don't know if it's their breeding habits over that way and whatnot, but, you know, we're generally getting into that 50, 60 pounders. Man, and so for everybody out there that, that, that maybe hasn't experienced that and um, that type of uh, fishing, you, you're trolling um, for those sailfish with, with live bait, correct? Yeah, that's generally what we do. Um, slow trolling live baits. And like I said earlier, the goggle eyes or, or uh, Bailey live bait, correct? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, if you if you really want a sail or um, a, a wahoo, you're gonna want to have live bait. Wow. You can catch kingfish, mahi, tuna, and things like that on artificials. But if you want a sail or wahoo, you're gonna you're yeah. gonna want live bait. Yeah, because we're not, you know, we don't have a, a a prop trail, prop wash. We don't yeah. have a measures out making racket at, at you know six, seven knots. We can't do that in a kayak, so it's better. It's it's better to have live bait. You know, they there there are some that make some decent looking running baits. Um, I know Halco's got some pretty good looking stuff. Um, uh, Overcast Lures got some good looking stuff. Uh, they kind of excel behind a kayak uh, for trolling. You know, artificial. But yeah, I guess the the live bait will probably be key to to drawing those those wahoo sailfish. Man, um, cool deal. Definitely increasing. Uh, Increase your odds. Yeah, yeah. Man, well, cool deal, man. Well, we're going to – we just blew right through those, man. <laughs> uh, uh, the questions here, we just kind of went with it, man. Went on a roll. So, with that, um, we're going to wrap up here. Uh, um, and anybody we're going to close with, uh, you know, any sponsors uh, you want to give a shout out to uh, anybody you appreciate. No, um, here's your chance. You got to stay. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I can't do a lot of things I do without, you know, sponsor help. So, um, you know, Fish Village, which is a, a travel um, agent, fishing travel agent, they have a, you know, they they target really the kayak fishing side of things, but they also do boat fishing and other things like that. Um, you know, frog talks, keep me, uh, fall weather gear in line and, uh, Ram mounts. And also my, um, my local dealer, Hobie dealer, South river outfitters help me out with everything I need when I break stuff, which I tend to do a lot. <laughs> but, uh, those guys are, those, those guys help me out a lot. And that's, uh, I can't do what I, what I do every day without them. So, Appreciate them. 
Uh, once again, your your guide service. Tell everybody, give everybody yep. a little shout out on that. Yeah, yeah. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Pretty much everything is pushing without the G. Pushing water kayak charters. And uh, again, uh, find me on pretty much every social media. Yeah, across all, all social media platforms. Pushing water. There you go. Well, dude, man, it is a pleasure having you on. Um, it looks like we're going to run. Run into next year at a few tournaments, hopefully. Uh, yeah. On the bad bass side of things, get these salt boys into on them green fish. <laughs> yeah. It's still pretty, you know, I, I got salt water run through my veins, man. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man. Once again, hey, Brian, I appreciate you coming on. Um, and hope to see y'all later. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Catch us next time on Chasing the Tide Saltwater Segment, Power Fin Network. Dustin out. See ya. This is Bucky Buckstabber, founder and executive director of the Fly Fishing Collaborative. At the Fly Fishing Collaborative, also known as FFC, we mobilize the fly fishing community, outdoor enthusiasts, and people of goodwill everywhere to create sustainable solutions to poverty and human trafficking. We have many different initiatives to accomplish this goal, but our primary focus is building organic and environmentally friendly aquaponics farms for communities suffering from trafficking because of a lack of resource. If you're interested in funneling your passion for the outdoors to benefit those that need help the most, then visit flyfishingcollaborative.org. Josiah Pleasant, Executive Director of Agathos Village here to specifically invite you to positively impact the vulnerable in Juneau, Alaska, in partnership with FFC. Bucky and I have been blessed to be a part of Transformational Impact Abroad and are stoked to bring our lessons learned home to serve the marginalized. If it breaks your heart to know that the vulnerable are literally left out in the cold, don't have community, a home, or healthy food, join us to make a tangible impact by donating or making plans to volunteer with us. You can donate at www.flyfishingcollaborative.org and write Alaska in the notes to help us help others. Do you love our podcast and want to help support us even more? Well, now you can. You can simply go to patreon.com forward slash paddle, the letter N, fin. Or you can also go to anchor.fm forward slash paddle, the letter N, fin. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Also check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jigmasters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the recycled plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water.